The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Days a week. This is Vince Russo. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is the show where we go over all the highlights of Russo's brand.com, patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Where the pros are pros. We are not wrestling marks. We are not glorified fans. We have all been in the wrestling business. And we bring it to you. Truth, justice, and the American way. Check it out. And this week, we are joined by a brand new show on Patreon. That's right, the great ODB joins us with ODB's meet and greet on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. She joins the dozens of others of performers. Who are on the network? You want me to go through the list? I'll be happy to, bro. Let me pull it out here. We have now ODB. We have Vito Lagrasso, Big Vito and his wife, Noel. We have Dutch Mantel. We have Taylor Hendricks. We have Kevin Sullivan. We have Tom Pritchard. We have Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat. We have Goldilocks, the first ever TNA female backstage interviewer. We have Shane Douglas. We have Stevie Richards. We have Ben Hameen. We have the beautiful people, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. We've got the great Billy Bate that brings us the news every week. We've got castrating the marks. We've got lions, tigers, bears, and the disco inferno. We've got wrestling with tragedy with Angel Medina of the Baldies from ECW. All these shows and more, a bucket full of chicken necks. You have at your disposal starting at 75 cents a week. That's right. Or patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC starts at 75 cents a week. You get better call con a show where we stop everything and cover the words and wisdom of AEW's Tony Khan. Now this week we had a great lineup. We're going to start with better call con on Patreon. 
And on this episode, this is a brand new episode to start off the month on Patreon. I take a look at Tony Khan cutting a promo on WWE President Nick Khan. Tony, share those words of wisdom. Well, anyway, boys and girls, uh, Tony Khan is at it again. And guys, I, I don't know how many times I, I must stress this. I have nothing against Tony Khan. Tony Khan is probably a great dude, bro. He's probably the guy you want to go to the delicatessen with after the show and throw down a couple of yoo-hoos, bro. There's no question about that, bro. Especially with the money he has, bro. He's probably buying the yoo-hoos. Probably a hell of a guy. This isn't about whether Tony Khan is a good guy or a bad guy, bro. This is about entertainment. And I do these better call cons because I just cannot believe some of the stuff that comes out of Tony Khan's mouth. And, bro, it's just a great provision of entertainment. It provides me with entertainment. I love seeing the clips, and I love talking about the clips. Bro, I don't watch AEW anymore. I haven't watched AEW in over four months like I said I wouldn't. But I've got to follow Tony Khan, bro, because it's just too damn entertaining. Now, bro, in order for me to do this story um, right, let me tell you about Nick Khan. Okay, Nick Khan, bro, he worked for CAA, which is Creative Artist Agency, which is the biggest talent agency in the world. That's what Nick Khan did, bro. He was the co-head of the television department. As I've said a million times before, whatever comes out of this man's mouth is absolute gold. Yes, gold. Texas T. Next, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Show. This is with Billy Body. This is on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Billy Body, as you know, used to be on Big Brother in the UK. Now he brings us the news. Billy knows high people in high places. And this week, Mr. Body looks at the validity of the WWE New Japan rumors. Billy, tell it like it is. Speaking of Dave, let me bring up his thing this week. Nick Khan, someone nobody had heard about uh, a few months ago until he did the Peacock deal. Then all of a sudden, everybody now knows his name. They now think that he's obviously a big player, which he is. Um, he did that Zombies deal the other day for $1 million. I can't believe he got $1 million for that. Mm. But this is the level that Nick Khan is, is operating at. We're talking about billions and one-off deals with Netflix and all of these like partnerships that he's talking to streaming services for where SmackDown will go. We're talking about Amazon Prime. We're talking about Netflix. We're talking about um, Apple increasing their live content. This is Khan's level. So Meltzer's heard this name. Meltzer's come up with a story this week. He's heard, a, he's obviously, someone's told him 
a little bit because he obviously does have sources at AEW and New Japan because he thinks Japan is the best country in the planet. Um, and he's come up with this little uh, juicy story. WWE president Nick Khan is in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling over a working relationship, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer News. The deal would see WWE becomes New Japan Pro Wrestling's exclusive partner in the United States, potentially ending New Japan's current deals with All Elite Wrestling and Impact. This, this is the funniest line. Nick Khan has reportedly been leading the charge to show WWE is willing to work with other promotions. Yeah, that's what Nick Khan does. According to Meltzer, WWE is... Why, 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 well, let, let, let's look at that from a logical standpoint. Why would Nick Khan give a shit about that? Why would why why would he care about showing the WWE is willing? Why would he care, bro? This guy is. How does first to add to your question? How does that? How even if he did, what's the nickel and dime? Uh, what's the nickel and dime effect of that? Exactly, and that's all he cares about, bro. That's, that's all this guy cares about, rightfully so. Well, let me tell you something. If there was any way, this guy, from what I know about him, and I know more than everybody else about him because I was the first to to tell you who he was. If he's talking to New Japan Road Pro Wrestling. As always, you get the news from Billy. You want it first, you get it from Billy. Because if you wait, everybody's just going to rip him off anywhere. Be the first one on the block to get the news from Billy. Next up, castrating the marks. This is on Russo'sBrand.com. This is a staple This is where we take the dirt sheet writers to task with their own words from their own podcast and some ridiculous things that they may say on their social media accounts. This week, we analyze Dave Meltz's comments about how he enjoys hard-hitting matches the most. Dave, dweeb away, bro. I mean, that's exactly what he, he's talking about. Hard hitting, bro. Bro, it's a work, Dave. No, nobody's hard hitting. It's a work. But when you listen to him talk about this, bro, that's exactly what he's saying. He wants this to be real, but it's not. And the more real they convince him it is, the more into it. He, I don't, I don't understand, Jeff. Explain this to me. Isn't that what you have MMA for? Exactly. If you want to see real fighting, why don't you just watch real fighting? This is supposed to be entertainment. Soap opera. When you break it down exactly like that, if you want to see real fighting, watch real fighting. It's very simple. I, I mean, when you break it down like that. It's like, bro, it's like me watching Major League Baseball and then watching Major League and wanting it to be real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it's the same yeah. thing, it's entertainment, but that's like, oh, bro, I really wish, you know, uh, uh, Vaughn was real and throwing through the, like, bro, it, it's such, such bizarre, bizarre behavior, bro. And on the other hand, I would love to see how these guys would take it if it were real. You think these guys, bro, have the psyche, and the 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 mental stamina that MMA fighters do, you think so? I, I bet you, bro. But you know, I bet you like a guy like Moxley might. I bet you like maybe two or three guys might. The rest of them, bro, would go home crying because they would never, ever, ever 
have the mental toughness to compete in this if it were actually real, which is what Dave wishes it was. But they criticize the brawl for all. Ah, yes, nothing like the wisdom of Dave Meltzer. Up next, Lion Sigas, Bears, and Disco. This is also on the Realm Network, Russo'sBrand.com. This is where Disco Inferno this week gives his take on Cody Rhodes saying he uses focus groups for promos. Really, Cody? Really? Really? Let them have it, Disco. I wonder how the process works. Who's the focus group? How do they start this process? This is this sin sounds to me. <laughs> it should sound like everybody else that there's a lot of extra monetary resources being put into somebody just coming up with a promo. You know, like, like, what do you see, data? Like, what is this, like an algorithm? You know what, this, is, this would be a fascinating character. Like, like a kind of a robotic person that, you know, all, every word out of his mouth is carefully analyzed through the computer. They run it through algorithms, and he has like a team, like, and then he goes out in front of the people, and he performs according to the way the data described he should, he should, what he should say. Yeah. And imagine a character like that on the show who... You know, basically, he's not sincere at all. Everything he's saying is coming from a data-driven algorithm and stuff that the computer spit out, what, and the focus groups are all organized and said what he's supposed to be saying. If that was like, if this is like a character, that's a fantastic interview right there. Okay, if it's but but for a shoot, Disco also has another show on Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC called Timeout. Up next. Me and Stevie Ray on black and white. This could be heard on Russo'sBrand.com. This week, Stevie Ray looks at a politician that prioritizes media requests from non-white people. Let's see what Stevie has to say about that. It's a shame that in 2021, the City Hall Press Corps is overwhelmingly white in a city more than half of the city identifies as black, Latino, AAPI, or Native American. Diversity and inclusion is important across all institutes, including media. In order to progress, we must change, she continues. This is exactly why I'm being intentional about prioritizing media requests from POC reporters on the occasion of the two-year anniversary of my inauguration as mayor of this great city. Now, you know what, bro? I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I understand she's making a stand. I'm fine with that. But here's what's one running through my mind. Go ahead. Could you imagine if this was a white politician saying, I'm only doing one-on-one interviews with white journalists? But see, that's the thing. You can't make the comparison across the white man. It's the majority. And the white man is the one that has implemented certain things of which we're dealing with not right now. That is policy toward people of color. So you have to look at it from two different ways. When people of color do things like, I remember one time a professional wrestler, he asked me in the dressing room one day, Every week is a history lesson with the great Stevie Ray. Up next, the show I was talking about earlier, Time Out 
with Disco Inferno. This is on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. This week, Disco discusses Netflix using pronouns for their actors in advertisements. It's an easy step on my part, but there are some writers outlets that don't go through that effort. And having an email PR blast that tells us the cast and their pronouns makes it common for writers to make sure they're not misgendering performers as well. Bro, are you, what the hell are we doing here? Here's, bro? here's, here's the thing. Here's the, this is, this is what progressives do is that they come up with these ideas and they think they're good. They think they're, they're, these ideas are like good ideas. And in practice, these ideas are just atrocious because it just creates massive confusion. Like they did this and like all, all 11 out of the 12 characters are, are the, their pronouns are what they are. And you're looking at them. It's man, woman's, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to wrap your head around people like the, their thought process when they, when their thought process is nonsensical. You know, and it's just, it, it's very weird to try to like understand where these people are coming from. And honestly, like the way these people think, I think they do a lot of drugs. Up next, the beautiful people, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky on Russo'sBrand.com. This week, Velvet and Angelina talk staying hydrated while drinking alcohol. Very, very interesting. Only these two women could tackle this issue. Tell them, ladies. You're like me. You drink water while you drink, so you don't have some, like, horrific day after a hangover yeah this big bottle right here it's yeah. this, this or fiji i when i go out and i know i'm gonna have drinks even when i don't know i'm gonna have drinks no matter where i go i take bottles of water with me i always have bottles of water two three four of these in the truck with me just in case or um, your backpack or, or my backpack yeah yeah my backpack. <laughs> i drink i drink the essentia water that's my favorite yeah so yes thank you for bringing that up like so if i know i'm drinking I bring bottles this size into the bar with me. And for every shot or drink I take, I douse, you know, not to water it down, not because, oh, I'm a lightweight or like, and it really does. It really doesn't water it down. Like you don't get, you don't get any less drunk from drinking some water, but like the next day, because it just dehydrates the fuck out of you. That's why you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like, you can't find water fast enough. Like, yeah. And your headache and stuff, it's all because of, of dehydration. That's what it is. It's dehydration. And just depending on what you're drinking, it's the sugar. Yeah. The sugar. So to avoid that. Okay. At my, um, experience drinking age that I am now, um, I never, never I never used to drink water when I was younger, when I would drink, go out drinking with my friends. Well, mainly because like when I was younger, um, I mean, I smoked weed. So I was always like, when we would go out to bars or clubs, um, I was always the designated driver. Cause I was really the only one out of my crew that smoked weed, which sucked because smoking alone sucks, whatever. But so I didn't drink. I never drank like my friends drank when we would go out. Cause I, I smoked weed, smoking weed was my drink. So I, I can't do, I couldn't. So I haven't done that in forever, but I can't mix like drink and then smoke. That is guaranteed nope. me puking my face up. Guaranteed. It's true. If you're going to drink and smoke. Last but not least on this week's show, we have an AEW dynamite review. 
This is on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Just incredible. And John Paz talk AEW being back in front of a live crowd. Tell them, Justin. So let's get to the show. Yes. The Dynamite intro video hits. We are cautiously optimistic. <laughs> and we, hey, look at this. The crowds are back. That yeah. was the one good thing that I took out of the show. like the crowd yeah. was in, into it. They were pumped. Yep. They were excited. Maybe Keith Mitchell in the truck was doing too many um, crowd shots. Yeah. <laughs> like at one point, I had some guy going like this. You know, I saw like, him too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw that guy. He, he was on, quite frankly, he was on more than anything. He was the <laughs> one thing I focused on, right? Yeah, it's like, what yeah. is wrong with this guy? Like, what the hell's yeah. going on? But yeah, I like, you know, they, they love those crowd shows, but the crowd was into it. That was one thing that kind of heightens it a, a bit. Like, oh man, they're into it. They're enthusiastic. They're cheering their, their guys. Yeah. One thing, it, it was good out of the show. Maybe there wasn't much else, but that was good. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, uh, we've said it for a long time. I mean, pro wrestling um, is built on the audience. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting, and we'll talk about it later on. But, uh, you know, we finally get to see guys like Orange Cassidy, and uh, they say how over they are and, and stuff we finally will get to see now with the measuring stick of an audience um, and to really see uh, how that moves the, the needle here for AEW as a product, you know, because the fans are the ones that will tell you right away, you know, if your stuff is good or not. So it's good to have them back. Yeah, and speaking of being over, Darby Allen is over. Yeah. He he came out to a big pop. Obviously, he's the first guy out, but I mean, big pop. He wrestled Cesar Bonani. He obviously gets the win here with an okay match. It's just like, wow, another faction. So these guys are the wingmen. J.D. Drake, Ryan Nemeth, Peter Avalon, and Cesar Bonani, who combined, I think, have zero wins uh, in the history of Dynamite, are oh, now man. a faction together. Yeah. yeah. The hell are the wingmen? Uh, uh, it leaves me leaves me speechless at times because I really don't know what even what the purpose really even is. Um, because at the end of the day, we you know you realize you can call them whatever you want. These guys have never really performed on Dynamite, and they certainly haven't had a push. And the way wrestling is just structured, you know these guys don't belong. You know these guys aren't going to go over. Well, that is it, everybody. All those shows and more, much, much more. Dutch Mantel. Tom Pritchard, Vito LaGrasso, Kevin Sullivan, so much more. ODB. Guys, it starts at 75 cents a week. Man, these people done it. They done it, bro. They've been in the ring. Check it out. Russo'sBrand.com. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Bro, Russo's Brand. Where the pros are pros.